Blog Talk Radio. Think Life Show 2 coming to you live with none other than the Professor Williams and our hot spot to the show, our co-host, our Minister Felicia Scott, and our also opulent Shannon Grace Chappelle, a.k.a. Lady Gray. And we've got a good one for you tonight. Uh, I'll tell you, it's, it's so exciting. We're in the month of March. Uh, understand March comes in like a lion and goes out like a lamb. Oh, sounds like COVID to me. Sounds like COVID, sounds like the cocoa, whatever you call it. But here we are tonight together and happy to be with you tonight. This is Women's History Month. We honor our women worldwide, every day, all day, and our counterparts and all who have helped us to I tell you to to duck and dive COVID and all everyone who has who has helped us to pave a, a, actually to blaze a new path in this new found era that we are in and we love you like no other as God does just so you know good evening good morning good afternoon wherever you are we love you and we need you to pass through to the Think I Show too tonight call in at 773-897-3981. That's, again, that is 773-897-3981. We need to hear from you tonight on our burger and fries chat. We always need you to feel comfortable as though you are in your living room, as though you are somewhere with your girlfriends, with your boyfriend, with your significant other, with whoever, whatsoever, uh, with your friends. Just need you to feel relaxed and comfortable enough to pass through a chat with us. Even just feel comfortable enough to just listen in on the show and chime in on our pages. You can also go to TTKLS2, a.k.a. The Think Life Show 2, at Facebook, and also listen to us live at Blog Talk Radio. Just key in TTKLS2, the number two, and you can listen to us live. And you can also give a shout-out, a, a little burger and fries chat also while we're talking. You can go on Twitter and friend us at Twitter at check at TTKLS2, Prof TTKLS2 at Twitter. And also you can burger and fries chat with us again at Facebook, TTKLS2, and also on IG. Don't forget about IG, Instagram. Check your mind. That's who we are. That's our page. That's our tag on IG. Check your mind, C-H-E-C-K-Y-A-M-I-N, check your mind, right? So here we are, again, just happy to just see another month, and we are just moving and shining together for the betterment of our community, the world over. And tonight, you know, we're opening up the platform. We're talking about the kind of attitude we're talking about. I heard our our gracious lady um, who sang the song, one of my favorites, Miss Patty LaBelle, of course. She's saying, I got a new attitude. Ah, it's time for a new attitude tonight. We're going to talk about female. We're going to talk about women in leadership. It's, It's a sticky one, but it's okay. Women in leadership and the attitudes that's needed to succeed. We're also going to open up the platform to talk about what attracts to work towards humanitarian effort. We're going to talk about the kind of attitudes we need for working in hum- working, you know, towards humanitarian uh, efforts. You know, working with uh, organizations, working with people. Period. You know, that's that's we're talking about raising the level uh, in the qual- in the quality of life and female leadership. Just leadership. Period. What kind of attitudes do we need? you understand, to be able to move forward in this new wilderness called COVID, 
paving the way, blazing the way for the cause, right, concerning us, we, the people. So here we are, and I see Alisa Scott waving her hand, right, for Hello. Lisa. Yes, I am is. here. Another world leader. I tell you, we are so glad that, um, you know, we learn so much from one another on how things need to happen, you know, as we often say, be the change that we want to happen. And now in COVID, the cocoa and more, whatever, whatever other new word that people are using, because our challenge is still going on too, listeners. We have a challenge on how people are coping with COVID. Uh, we have a word that we use on a day-to-day basis. Some people call it weird. Some people call it um, all sorts of things, you know. Um, some people call it fear. Some people call it deadly. You know, what word do you use to be able to cope with COVID every day? Just post it on our pages. And at the same time, post the attitudes that we need to be the leap that God needs us to be. You know, attitude matters because from what I understand, Attitudes attract people to, particularly you talking about leading and, and you, when you are moving forward in leadership position, the attitude is the, is the attraction that people are looking at. You know, they're not just mm-hmm. looking at how well you do it. They're looking at that attitude, what's attached to the attitude, you know. So, and I also got a little scripture for you folks. You know Professor can't leave that out because, listen, that's the physical self, Absolutely. the spiritual self. The, the biological self, the psychosexual self, everything, it all works together for God, for good, for the betterment of our life, we the people. So the message Bible says, don't become so well adjusted, according to Romans chapter 12 in the message Bible, you know, for all your little scholars out there, it's okay. Some people are like, oh, my God, did she use the message Bible? Yes, she did, because we're talking about plain English. You know, we always need to make it plain, right? So don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without thinking. That is the message from Romans 12, verse 12, Romans chapter 12, verse 12. So another little tidbit to add on to it, meaning, just want to give you a little meaning to that, you understand, we, this is no more, of, this, you know, not a mystery. God is not mystified and of the sort. You know, he makes things plain to us. We just have to pay attention and repeat. So in other words, Apostle Paul stated that attitudes are the key to others to the cause, right? Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. You know, you don't got to fit into anything to... For, for for your life to to be at to, for your life to work at best, you move in the concepts and the precepts and the mobility of God in Christ. The things that bring peace, the things that actually uh, exemplify truth. If there's no truth in it, it's not worth having a conversation. If it's not kind to you and humankind, it's not worth having a conversation. And if it's not in, done in the right attitude and motivated in the right attitude, it's not, worth, it's not even worth doing anything about it from the gate, right? So tonight, family, it is today for the month of March. It is Women's History Month, and so many of us happy to it, and we are still contributing to changing history. However, there's a need to make adjustments. So tonight we bring our women counterparts, our men, our children, our female, our leaders, everybody who is a part of the team and making the team who they are. But we have to make some adjustments. What do you say, Minister Felicia, who is in a powerful position of leadership in life? I tell you, ah, listen, she's an author. Well-spoken poet, well-spoken, just real-time, all day, every day. You know, you got to be in, in, in tune with, with the ear. You know what I mean? Your ears, your everything has to be in tune. And, you know, we help lift one another up, and I tell you, you are in tune. And our Lady Grey, 
Shannon uh, Chappelle, Shannon Grace Chappelle, she too is also in tune with life. And these women are making the way and they're also sharing stepping stones. You know, when you share tidbits of, of things with one another, golden nuggets, they're stepping stones for one another. What did you say, Felicia, about the adjustment of attitude and women in leadership? Well, hmm. I may offend some people at this point. I don't care. I think it's okay. You always in real time. <laughs> I think sometimes women move that women leave with their wounds and not their logic. Oh, you hear that, family? Listen to and that again. Leading with their I, wounds and not their what? Logic. And I say uh, this because some people can be so mothering to the point they overstep boundaries and become very inflexible and feel as if you're disrespecting them when you have a difference of opinion. So that's when you get the that's when you get the crossing of lines with the generations like the younger women and the older women, and you see this little cadence between the two where you see, oh, you're not my mother, and you see the other older mother, well, you're like my daughter. No, you're not. You did not give birth to me. And you see this, this fine line of love and hate and disrespect with certain women in leadership, and you have to adjust your attitude. The mm-hmm. I came from a a woman who allowed me to speak my mind. So a lot of people who weren't raised like that was like, please should be disrespectful. No, ma'am, no, sir. The elders let me speak my mind. It was like, look, we do not want to hear it in the streets, and we don't want you to have this attitude where you need to be heard all the time. If you always give the opportunity to speak your mind and you speak well, you don't have to have this, I'm a woman, hit me, raw attitude. <laughs> mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I was like, what, what attitude is that? And my mom broke it down. Mm. Like some women are so boisterous and they want to be seen and heard because they may not be seen and heard in their home where their identity is surrounding their, you know, their husbands or what have you. And so you always see this this power struggle with women and not to not to dab for anyone's spirit or look at everything from a negative scope, but to be honest why there was some reservations about women leadership. We as women can be worse. I like to shed light on the negative as well as the positive so we can change the attitudes, the adjustments. You won't know how to adjust certain things unless you address the elephant in the room. Nobody wants to address the elephant in the room. <laughs> and so the <laughs> elephant steps on that toe and everybody's saying, So that's my take on it, like the attitude adjustment. With, with we as women, you know, you see that barrier. And, you was, and when you're raised differently, and, you know, a lot of people have been raised differently, so you're not going to see eye to eye. And then you see that um, that spitefulness. You see um, unhealthy competition with women in leadership. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, absolutely. Or, and so, you know, like I said, I'm one of the people I like. I love the camaraderie. I know I'm a natural born leader, but I also know. Um, I have to adjust my attitude to um, I know how to be flexible. I'm an extremist. I can go from being in the background to being seen with no, effortlessly because that's who I am. That's how I was raised. Like, you know, while you're in your grooming season, you be in the background. You absorb all the information, and you learn it well. So when you have to be up front, you are well-groomed. You know what to say. You know what to do. You may make a couple of mistakes along the way. You take the criticism and keep it moving. But when you are your own worst critic, it's a little interesting. So that's why I think women leadership is wonderful, but 
It need, I need a little bit of testosterone in the room. I don't care if it's no more than me finding some sandalwood, some cedarwood, some patchouli, a scent that is known, scents that are known to be masculine to bring that balance in the air. I just, I absolutely need it. And it comes from being with a, a male and female household. And a lot of people who um, were raised with single women, they are cool with the movement with a lot of women leadership. They're cool with it because, you know, not to talk about nobody's daddy because my father wasn't a saint, but he was good when he was good and he was bad when he was bad. <laughs> but, I hear that. But I find women who come from primarily single um, parent households enjoy the women leadership. They absolutely enjoy it. Me, I think um, we have roles. It's a time and place for everything, just as Ecclesiastes says. Three says there's a time and place for everything under the sun, under the heavens. And so depending on which version you are reading, I'm not misquoting some people, you know, if you read <laughs> the right. message, it depends. If you, it depends because you know how folks be like, girl, I'm thankful that you are the Bible scholar, honey baby. But and we're not to add or subtract from the Bible. Absolutely, it's in your heart. It's in your heart. <laughs> and that's and, and um, that's really a part of the reflection. You know, um, I I believe also what happens too is that people identify, you know, what humankind, every human identifies with something. You know, it's just like in, in society, people, when, they, when they're in a certain area, when they're in a particular area, when they travel, uh, and sort, they always want to see somebody who looks like them, you know, somebody who speaks like them or somebody who does something similar to them. That's just humankind and their similarities. However, leadership is quite different. Technically, humankind is different. We may all do the same thing, but we do it differently as humans because we all have to have our basic needs. We have to eat, sleep, get up, you know, take care of ourselves, self-care, and the whole nine yards. However, we all have a different playbook. So um, whether your, your household composition, whatever household composition, whatever lifestyle that you have in leadership, what makes the difference is the character traits. Personality, I heard um, an apostle at, uh, I believe it was Revival Time. I just can't recall his name, but it was phenomenal. And my niece was being installed as minister. And he admonished the young ministers and other sort. He said, you know, in other words, I'm just paraphrasing, um, don't allow your personality to be in conflict with the characteristics of Christ, you know, the true characteristics of, of godliness. Because godliness is just purely um, just wholesome living. It's, you know, I don't know, some people make it so technical. However, it's not that technical because it's, it's so simple that sometimes humankind may miss it. Wholesome living, you know, not having that, that, those, those conflicting, as you say, um, that consuming competition, because sometimes competition can consume the whole gist of what you're doing. It can consume the whole point of uh, your humanitarian effort, of your work, of the ministry. You want to always put first and foremost the characteristics so, of God and Christ. So the characteristics of leadership is equally important because it all comes together to tell you the truth. And it has nothing to do with personality at all. Personality can kill, it can destroy, it can just be a defeat from the gate. So they, again, people reflect on what they see. But leadership reflects on it's more than what you see, it's what you know, what you do, what you engage, the good deeds that you're shown, the support system that you have. You, nobody can't do anything uh, unless they have a support system. Uh, not to say we can't, you know, we have free will. It works better when you have a support system, when you don't have to fit into a support system. The support system is supposed to fit for you. It's supposed to be a good fit for you. And with um, leadership, 
women in leadership, they face so many things in the workplace. They face many things in their homes. They face many things in the in society, in the community, locally and abroad, and uh, globally. So some of the things, you know, most of the time they're treated uh, unequally, you know, unequal pay. Uh, there's no equality in certain uh, levels in the workforce. Not everything. It hasn't. It is improving because we have been pushing open doors. Now tonight, family, be be careful. This is not a feminist conversation and things like that. We're talking about just how to live life better and how to to treat the situation. The better we treat a situation, the better we become, and it becomes equalized for everybody on the team. I'm just saying, right? Advocating on their behalf, women uh, in leadership, they have ambition just as men are considered with strengths that many times they cannot rely, but they cannot rely on their ambition. You know, the scripture even says that. You don't be careful about relying on your ambition, self and to be self-ambitious. Um, that might work in some things and may not work when you're talking about finding wholeness. You're talking about dealing with people as a whole because that attitude, as Minister Felicia Scott said, you know, it's not based upon competition. It's not based upon what you are. It's based upon who you are, and we should. We all need to be treated for who we are and not what we are. And many times humankind mistreats one another for what we are, and they don't acknowledge who we are. Right, and we are acknowledged in, of God all the time, aren't, aren't we? You know, parents acknowledge their children, um, aunties, uncles, whatever part you play in life. You acknowledge one another, um, and there's no favoritism. However, there is favor, meaning delight in the specialty that you have. And you know, He delights in that, and we delight in that with one another. And this is why we are honoring our women. World, the world's over, and our and locally, so many things they have opened the way for us to do. We we have um, I didn't even realize. Well, in New York, we have the first um, female in leadership in the Bronx, and far, as far as the first um, Bronx, we have the first Bronx uh, at, not advocate. Uh, she is the first Bronx borough. President, hey, how could I? I can't forget that she's the first female and first Black Bronx Bell Bronx Bell president in the history of the Bronx, um, which is phenomenal. Um, you also have uh, females in the in the administration in the in the White House. Of course, we have our who, our uh, Camilla Harris, our Vice President, right? Yeah. Um, so. I mean, not just we're not just talking about you know uh, notary, notary notary people notary, uh, our famous people. We're talking about people who were born into your family, your mothers, your aunts, your grandmothers. Um, my little niece Kiki, phenomenal woman. Gotta give a shout out to you, Kiki. Love you, baby. And um, all of my daughters. Uh, I'm not just talking about the ones who was birthed into it. Yes, my birth daughters, my ones who grafted in. Uh, Aries, Felicia, Shannon, you know, I love y'all so much. Um, every, everybody, I, I have V, the Queen Victoria, I just love you guys, you know, and more. Um, I have to say uh, Khadijah, uh, the team from the Black Foundation, um, Queen, all hail, Dr. Sharon Gonzalez, who was on the show a couple of weeks ago, all hail, um, also, again, Khadijah and all hail Lady Lexus. Um, uh, th- these are phenomenal women who was a part, who they are the team of people who you want to be with. You just, you're talking about humanitarian efforts and making changes in the world, changing the, the thought process, changing the heart of what people need to do. Black Lining Foundation is one among other shining stars. And, folks, y'all got to get with it, get to it, get through it. We're going to share some more about Black Lining Foundation and whom I am also a board member of. And I just love them for just being a, 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 a just sharing, just sharing and making me more aware. You know what they say, iron sharpens iron? 
That's what it said, right? Yeah. Right, Felicia? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am sharpened yeah. iron, and, and it's so true. Yeah, we have to, we have to so sharpen true. each other. We have to definitely sharpen each other. And um, you, just, you just learn a lot of things. Like, you just, you know, I get, you know, you look at things from, you cannot change unless you address, address what's going on. It's yes. sometimes it's yes. hard to face the music, especially when you're just functioning. You're just surviving because wow. things need to get done with or mm-hmm. without you, and you need a strong support system. And, you know, like I said, so sometimes sometimes we as women, we, we, we want to lead each other, but sometimes even with leadership, you learn that it's okay to be an Indian and not the chief. Because effective <laughs> leaders, you know, effective leaders remain teachable. Yes, yes. You remain Absolutely. teachable. You have to be teachable. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's sometimes it's like you can know something, but you don't want to be a know-it-all. But sometimes you have to turn that deaf ear and mm. hear and not hear. You can know something and you be like, you know what? It's not for me to agree or disagree with what's going on at the moment. It's for me to allow that person to go through their process the best way they know how to go through it. Because sometimes exactly. you can give um, advice, unsolicited advice, and it's not always welcomed. And then if you don't have a rejection well, you're going to feel like somebody is hurting your feelings. No, you didn't have to open your big mouth. And that's the thing with learning how to lead effectively, knowing when and when not to. Yes, and, and that's that, that is really a big issue. No, um, this period no, in life, um, yeah, mm-hmm. this period, as as my son would say, yeah. <laughs> I love to hear him say that. You know, he would say, yeah. You know, when he reflects on something, he's like, yeah, it's true because it, mm-hmm. it works when you're teachable, flexible, and mm-hmm. reachable. I heard I had a mentor tell me that. One of my mentors um, in in my earlier career said you got to be reachable. And it's so true. Um, when you're teachable, flexible, and reachable, then you know you're just okay. I mean, you're not so vulnerable that you're just, um, how you say, you're ignorant. You're not so vulnerable that you are naive either. You just are able to identify and interpret things better. And you also move, you, you also know how, again, how to treat the situation equally, how to advocate on someone's behalf. You also trust the 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 outcome you, because you've tested things over and over and you've seen the outcome. So sometimes you may trust your voice. It depends. It depends. You know, that trust in your voice thing it depends, or trusting your instincts, it depends. You have to just know, you know, just be aware of the different outcomes when you trust your voice and make sure that voice is attached to God's mindset over it because it's about his mindset over things. And mm-hmm. also the imposter syndrome, you know, facing gender bias and equality. Sometimes women uh, have a difficult time forming accurate self-assessment you know, living, uh, actually doing things to impress somebody else, as you said earlier, doing things to, I don't know, and, and that, to, to impress somebody, that's a lot of work, to make an impression on somebody. That's a lot of work. It's too much. Just be yourself. Be who you need to be and use those, those, those qualities that bring out, as we mentioned earlier, adjust to the qualities Allow those things to adjust your life and and amplify leadership. And also it would show proof to others that, listen, you know, some of the, the, the standards that you take and the, the procedures that you engage in, those things work. And they, people would make it their own. And um, building relationships, you know, well, some people call it play the game. <laughs> but building relationships yeah. is really equally important, building all types of relationships, business, yeah. community, family, those really matter. And understanding yeah. what community relationships are. And as yeah. you said, not 
taking it in, uh, internalizing it personal, you know, um, and also um, self-awareness. You know, sometimes women sacrifice, ooh, the sacrifice thing. You know, sometimes we can lose ourselves sacrificing because you may be sacrificing something that is not uh, valid. You might be sacrificing to something that's invalid, that's uh, improper, that's just defeating. And when you look, you're depleted. You know, you, you're so, you're, you're done. And then you give up. The individual might give up. True leadership, they don't give up. They can't give up because they have all these, these qualities of, and characteristics that have been instilled in them and mm-hmm. practiced and changed, as you said. They're reachable, teachable. They're doable. The things, if you're reachable and teachable, then the stuff that you need to do is doable. There'll be no such thing as hard work. Ah, whoo! I'm just saying, family. That's, that's the truth because he's like, oh, it's so hard, overwhelmed, and I'm like, okay. As high pitch as my voice is, I'm the queen of whining. Thank God for my sister who pretty much coached me through. Uh, no whining in here. I need you to put a little bit of bass in your voice. You're going to okay. You're going to use okay. your words. Oh. So, so, you know, when you have an older sister who coaches you through things like, look, and it gets to the point, I'm always the one that sees things before it happens, and she does too. And right. we were talking about how we see stuff before it happens, how God gives us the gifting to see stuff before it happens. So, when it happens and we discussed it with our closest friends or, you know, more so my brother-in-law with her and a few of her closest friends, um, they're like, okay. <laughs> because it can look like you're being prejudged, like you're prejudging somebody, but God will give you those warnings before it happens. And in leadership, you have to be prepared for everything. Like you can't leave, you can't leave any stone unturned. So you like you have Absolutely. to be prepared for everything, like the rainy day stage. Don't leave any stone unturned. Don't count your don't count your ducks in a like you count your ducks in a row. Don't count your ducks before they hatch. Your eggs before mm-hmm. they hatch, and things mm-hmm. like that. And I to my cousin that all the time, stop counting your money before it gets in your hand. If you know what you getting paid, if you know what you getting paid every week, okay, I got you. You gotta do your expenses, but when it comes to certain things that went on in life, yeah, because if they do this, they're expecting this. And I said, you know what? The law is fickle. The law is very fickle, <laughs> and when it comes to getting lump sums of money, it can change. Because I was like, mm, yeah. you think you getting this, but Depending on your attorney, your attorneys can up their fees for the simple fact is you did not do your due diligence. And some mm-hmm. of them are, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like leadership. Women leadership has its pluses and minuses. And we just have to continue to remain flexible and remain open-minded. And the, the truth of the matter is, if we look at it like this, we say we want demands to provide, right? So why don't we want to have equal pay? I'm just saying. This is what I'm thinking. <laughs> you know how? This is what I'm thinking. I want you to make more money than me because I, li- I like digging your stash. I'm a daddy's girl. So I knew where my father's play money was. I knew the play money wallet and the expense wallet, okay? So that's where I come from. So if we want men to really stand up and be who they are to be effective leaders to lead us, we can be equal in some ways, but as far as being equal pay, the man hasn't had the same thing. Just because we're doing the same job, the only thing I can see equal pay being for is manual labor because our bodies were not equipped for some of the stuff that we have to do. I do agree with that, but like in corporate America, hmm, it depends. And I'm not, it's not even being antiquated. I understand equal pay, 
But I'm just looking at it from the scope of if we want traditional men to stand up and be the men we need them to be so we can back them just a little bit, just to soften the blow, let that man make more money. I kind of like being treated, you know, not to damn some distress, but I like a little bit of chivalry from time to time. And we have to be reminded, and I think sometimes with women in leadership, sometimes men feel threatened because they're like, what y'all need us for? <laughs> that's, right. that's how they feel. And it's not to speak for the men, but, you know, when you're a daddy's girl, you're your uncle's, you know, your uncle's favorite, their confidants and stuff like that, they tell you things that they wouldn't tell the average woman because, for one, they're trying to be intimate with that woman. So you're not going to hear certain things, but they'll tell you things to look for the quality in men if you're looking. And um, if we, yeah, so we have to think of it from back before. Like I know things are changing, they're evolving. And, yes, God made the better model when he made us. He made a better model because Adam was getting said. He out there naming all these animals. He looked a little bit lonely. I'm going to give him a woman. And then even with that, he didn't know what to do because he allowed Satan to do what he did with, you know, the story. Nothing about the garden eating in the middle. You know, everything ain't always good in the middle. Did we not learn that? Thank you. So we look at it from women's leadership has the pros and cons. And some people would disagree with me. They would probably try to burn, try to burn me at the stage. If I'm a witch, I do not care. <laughs> I stand strong on my beliefs, and um, and I find that primarily I get a lot of arguments from women who pretty much come from single parent homes, or their fathers were a little, even though their father was in the home, they were peculiar gentlemen. And they really didn't respect their fathers because they saw their fathers do unscrupulous things to their moms, and their mom had to become the breadwinners and lead the household. So, I get it. Exactly, exactly. The, um, you know, it's so many different perspectives on on women leadership and the argument. It's, actually, it's about the times. You know, the times have changed so much. And and with COVID, it is moment to moment. And uh-huh. the money factor has changed. The the pathway to money, the, uh, the format of money um, has changed. And it's a good thing because that's human. Human life changes. Um, life changes moment to moment. And being able to deal with it is key. Now, balance is an, is a thing when we have mm-hmm. more balance because if we have too much of something, as my grandfather used to say, too much of something is good for nothing. So if there's too <laughs> much of something, it's good for nothing, and right, and it's going to just be nothing, and as Ari often say, turn out to be nothingness. So you don't need any of that. However, in, uh, when women are in leadership position, they understand the the outcome and they understand what equality really looks like and the meaning and the value of equality then is placed in everything is placed in its in its perspective you know one thing affects the other you know you don't have a whole bunch of, of variables that you got to deal with and stuff like that um the income as far as who makes the money, it doesn't matter. It's, how you, it's what you're doing with that income. It's what you're building because uh, people in leadership, women, men, it doesn't matter. They have to build, and they've got to take uh-huh. those uh, specific characteristics and build a life together, building different relationships. Uh, your local merchant has to also learn how to build with the uh, people in the community. From community to community, you know, it's all linked. So with women in leadership, leadership and self-awareness um, pinpoints our strengths. You know, it pinpoints the strengths and also the weaknesses. You know, it shows uh, has to show where we need to have balance in. It also has to bridge the gap between the way that 
women think, the way that people in leadership, not women, because if you're not, this, this is not about a, a person being a woman. This is about women in leadership. So listeners, this is about women in leadership. This is not about women. This is about women in leadership. It makes a big difference because we're talking about how women communicate competency, how women communicate managerial skills, how women are conscious, or whether they are conscious or unconscious, of bias things and perception that impact their leadership that matters too. Um, we're talking about self-advocacy uh, for quicker advancements in their organization. Um, technically, it works. When we advocate for one another, somebody's going everybody's going to be advanced. Everybody on the team is going to advance, you know, whether it's two people, three people, four people, because I believe it was Proverbs said two is better than one, yeah. I believe. All right, two is better than one. So when um, when self awareness and advancement happens, every the two or more people are going to advance um, because of consciousness. The characteristic is conscious of what needs to happen, when it needs to happen, and why. Um, effective communication integrated into um, leadership, negotiating for women. Um, you know, the myth has been that okay. Sometimes that women are less likely to engage in negotiations than men. I don't believe so. I mean, no. women are always negotiating for humankind. It, that's the bottom line. We see it all the time. In some aspect, in some aspect of government, in some aspect of leadership, women are always in the negotiating mode. I'm just saying. However, it's when they are moving in leadership with their counterparts um, they have to learn how to move with their counterparts and self and self advocate. Uh, sometimes they may lead themselves off. That's not balanced. You self advocate and you advocate for others so that everybody can move forward. But so as many people as possible, because everybody ain't gonna move forward. Let me just make that clear. Isn't that true, Minister Felicia? Everybody is not gonna move forward because of the mindset. And the mm-hmm. mindset and also this new thing in employment, the right fit. Right. That, my thing is, I'm not nobody's shoe. I never fit in in life. So lose me with that comment. I will not meet that particular company, that particular department's culture. Exactly. And you know, it, it doesn't make sense to try to fit in. It's supposed to fit your situation so you right. will be able to hear, see, whatever, be able to move forward. The, the human kind is just, and that's where you can yeah. get stuck. That's where you yeah, can really get stuck. Was that a women influence concept? I just want to know. Because, you know, women yes. and some men, some men can be very, you have sororities, and you have fraternities, so we get understand the clicks and things of that nature, and one for the team and the good old boys and all that good stuff. I get it. Exactly right. But but you have to have that person who just does their work and keep everybody balanced. That per because yes. if every if it's, if it's everything is like one of the social hour, and then things mm-hmm. slip through the crack. And then when everything gets audited, then you see people panicking. Ooh. Hey, that's a panicky you know, time to be audited. Mm. You know, and it's <laughs> like, wow, because everybody, we treated this, everything like we're family. No, I don't like some of my mm. family members. I love them, but I'm not going to hang out with them. We're not on the same yeah. wavelength. Mm-hmm. And I, I understand the, the the thing, but it's like when we get together, we do what needs to be done. And I think exactly. that's what happens with women sometimes. You know, some of us want everybody to get along, and, and and that's wonderful. We should because we are women, and we should get along, especially in places of leadership. And you have, you know, just like in the Bible, you have the minor and the major prophets. So you have the big leaders and the small leaders. Mom would call them straw bosses. And okay, that's pretty. That was just her 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 um her name for the liaisons. Like you're a boss, okay. but you're not the head honcho. You're just kind of like oh. the person who reports back. Like you have some clout, but you don't have a lot of clout. So you know, just 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 
just just pretty much know your role and know your place. And don't stay abuse in your lane, as, as they say often. Stay in your lane. Right. Absolutely. And, and lead by example is equally important. Motivated. Yeah, leading and, and demonstrating and illustrating by example also works too because it's not enough to say it. You know, we, we as humans, we constantly need to demonstrate and illustrate what needs to happen and how. And then yeah. others will take the lead and other story. And and then to show an appreciation, not when it's just um, applicable because, oh, it's um, administrative day, administrative officer's day, and then you're buying the candy, the flowers, this and that other. Just give somebody a gift card just because. On a regular. Yeah, on a regular just because basis. on a regular. That's true. You don't have to and, wait and, until and, it's a theme day. Well, in America, we have a theme of everything. What was it? Um, yesterday was, uh, I think it was uh, Donut Day or something like that. We always have something going. And However, you're right. It's, we don't have to wait until it's a theme day to do to show love, to show compassion. Absolutely, to show the excellency of somebody. To to just you know sound the alarm. Listen, you know I care about what you do. You you you're good. You make my life easier. You make the lives of our uh, company easier, the lives of our community. Let them know. Give them their flowers. That's their, fl- that's their flowers. And Give them their like flowers. School, Verbalize it. Just like in school, like um, I remember being in elementary school and knowing that me, I probably still have one of my report cards. <laughs> I probably do. And you would have citizenship on your report card. And I was like, why exactly. did you have this before? And, and you, would yes. your little, you would get your little apple or whatever they would give you that awarded. It made you feel good, but uh, let it be. Yeah, it did. But I was always rewarded in and outside of the home. That's why I think, um, you know, somebody was like, I, I want a trophy. I was like, which one of mine you want? Want me to change my name? <laughs> want me to, want me to well, you know, re-engrave what you want? Uh-huh. I mean, and I, I forgot I earned it, but if you won a trophy, it was like, like I'm not saying out my accomplishments, but as you as you grow as a leader, it's good to be rewarded. Yes. You know, you learn yes. with psychology one-on-one. Of course, you notice about um, punishments and rewards. And although mm-hmm. we get older and things like that, we are either going to be punished or rewarded. Exactly. You know, a lot of people, exactly. lot of people use right the word reprimanded, corrected. Okay, we can use all the synonyms we want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, but that's how it is in life. Like, the, like it's a true statement. Think everything you learn, you know, in life you learn in kindergarten. It's so true. It's like and throughout, and be, you learned it from the circle of other kind, kindergartners. Kindergarten. Kindergartners, they're some tough little cats, man. They're tough. Kindergartners, what are they, six years old? Let me tell you something. There's some tough little people. If you ever watch yeah. kindergartners play and, and conversate and, and of the sort, communicate, they are, it's really an interesting story. You know, you can learn a they lot are. because they're so genuine. They're honest and open, and they'll tell you, they'll show you how it's supposed to happen, even though yeah. they shout at each other because they are trying to, to determine whose voice is speaking. But they mm-hmm. they really take up for who they take up they take up the slack on communication because they just go in they're like okay this is what needs to happen and these are the rules they play by their own rules they make up their own rules <laughs> three year olds four year olds five year olds six year olds they make up their own yeah. rules however and with that- adults it's um well people love to play games however we talk about the game of life we talking about as you say, identifying and leading, demonstrating, illustrating the mm-hmm. things that need to happen. And we really are, the, the, at this junction of our lives, we need mm-hmm. more people in leadership um, because the workforce is becoming so challenging with less people in, uh, in the live environment, you know, at the actual physical workforce, in the, in the place mm-hmm. of work. It's less people, so that's more 
challenges for the workers, for the employees rather. And you don't, and just like you said earlier, you don't, people don't need to feel like they're a workhorse. They don't need to feel like zombieized and, and, and degraded for this, their, for being at the workplace. You, when you come into the workplace and you leave the workplace, you're supposed to feel good. You're not supposed to feel depressed. You're not supposed, supposed to feel oppressed. Like, you're not supposed to even feel like you want to cry before you go and cry when you leave. You understand? That's not a good atmosphere. And it, and it, many times it has so much to do with people in what? Leadership. So those of you listening tonight, this is, this is no bash on you. We're just talking about iron, sharpening iron, and adjusting the attitude. This is what it's about tonight, family, adjusting the attitude and replacing those attitudes with the necessary characteristics that promote well-being, that promotes good, positive, effective leadership and helps you to modify as you go along. That's the bottom line. And that's a lot of people. So here we are. A lot of people don't, don't want to modify. They're used to it, and what happens is you get a lot of people, and I'm not going to call them a millennium, a millennium generation X, Y, and Z, whatever it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I noticed that people need the old people leadership. Stop trying to be somebody, Mama. We have been mothered. We love our mamas. We love our additional mamas, but. Travel in auntie mode. You get a little bit more respect when you travel in auntie mode. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, yeah. Just human. Yeah, neutral. counselor mode. Yeah, put on some different hats. <laughs> put, on, put on some mm-hmm. different hats. Those yeah, wear some different hats. And, and yeah, yeah. Put on those different hats, and and you and you learn it. And the reason why I say like the mother, it's no disrespect to anybody, mother, because I had the best mother ever, and Mother Williams is my other mom, but. <laughs> She does not over-mother me, okay? She doesn't treat me as equal. She doesn't treat me as I'm her equal, but she doesn't treat me as I'm beneath her as well. The leadership that I enjoy being under, it's not all about me, but I just sit there and see that if we had a lot of leaders that function like that, you will have a um, a better feeling about women leadership. Yeah, I think a lot of yeah, you would engage like, more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, too, that reminds me, too, Felicia. My grandmother mm-hmm. used to tell me this at one point. I was just like, um, well, at that time of my life, I believed that I was this superwoman, hear me roar, kind of nonsense. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. Um, one time she told me, she said, she said, are you butter? She says, are you made of butter? And I was like, she was always saying some colorful things or things to make mm-hmm. me think. And I like that. Mm-hmm. I like people like that who make me think. That's why I love Dr. Sharon. Uh, another mm-hmm. reason why I love her, because she's always making me think. Um, she said, are you butter? And I said, Grandma? I said, no. I said, no, I'm not, Grandma. No, ma'am. And she said, well, why do you feel the need to be in everything? You're in every auxiliary. You're in every extracurriculum activity, you're in every activity outside of your your home life, when do you when are you going to have more time for your family? She said, you went into this particular career so you could spend more time with your family, and you've been afforded that. God has afforded you to do so. Why did you feel the need to take on more responsibility? She said, that's not leadership. She said, that's not a part of good leadership. And I tell you, it hit me like somebody hit me in my head. <laughs> it just felt like somebody hit me in my head. And I yeah. said, oh, my God. I thought about it. And, well, you know, at the time, the past era, people used to put butter in everything. But now there's so many butter substitutes, right? Because technically mm-hmm. too much butter is not good for you. You know, polyunsaturated fat and blah, blah. I said, okay, I'm not butter. Great analogy. And I started to reanalyze and reevaluate rather my life. And I said, okay, mm-hmm. because I was, she saw that I was lacking in balance. I was moving in leadership, but I, I was not leading by example, and I was not balanced. And my family life wasn't balanced enough at that time, too, when she spoke to me. And I said, wow. So when you said that a few minutes ago, it just made me understand some of the, the imbalances 
that leadership experiences many times. So family, please, you know, you don't need the imbalance. You need the, you need the, the purities of balance. You need the structure of balance so that you can mm-hmm. really live, you know, live this good life. There's nothing wrong with living a good life. There's nothing wrong with living an effortless life. Things may be challenging from the beginning of whatever it is, but it pans out real smooth. There's nothing wrong with that. Don't let anybody tell you if it's not hard work, then it's not good. Get out of here with that, as Eric often nope. say. Get out of here. You know, that's not true, yeah. right? We yeah, love you like no other as God does. This is the Think Our Show 2 coming to you live with none other than Minister Felicia Scott and our professor, yours truly, our professor, Williams. And we have been talking tonight, not talking, we, we've been actually, uh, I have to say, this is um, this is a true burger and fries chat. You know what I mean? Because we're taking a lot of good stuff away from the burger and fries table. You know, what, what do you take away? Okay, let's just use the analogy. When you're having your burger and fries, you're at a restaurant and stuff, you have your condiments, right? What do you got there? Yeah. For your, your toppings, what do you have for toppings? Uh, ketchup, ketchup, mustard, Sometimes barbecue sauce, depending on where you go. Sometimes mambo sauce. Uh, oh, depending. Oh, oh, that that sounds good. Uh huh. Yeah. And you do your pickles for your. So, you do, I do all types of things. I do not like. Um, I do a lot of things with fries. Like I really don't. Like back in the day when I was younger, I would do ketchup, mumble sauce, salt, and pepper. Uh-huh. Those were the, the crinkly fries like that, but my steak fries or the curly fries or things oh. like that, I like a little bit of salt. Maybe if they have Old Bay available, give me some Old Bay and some Oh, now, now there yeah. it is. There it is, Old Bay. I tell you, nobody can resist Old Bay unless they're not supposed to have, you know, really salty context. But just a little sprinkle will do your child. That I'm just saying, it. those are some phenomenal toppings. This is what tonight has been. Top mm-hmm. off with actually identifying the characteristics of good leadership. That's what tops off your your life. It's, that's what pivots mm-hmm. you into a good life, the toppings. You know, the mambo sauce, the the, may, the mayonnaise and stuff. We're talking about stuff that's good for you, good to you, and healthy for you. We we had some mambo sauce characteristics. We had some mambo sauce burger and fries chat tonight about how to not just to to be a good leader. We talked about the effects of good leadership and how it is valuable. It's equally important. It is very valuable, and you can't. It can't be left off. You know, sometimes you just. Uh, in my mind, I've never seen people just eat plain fries. I've seen, in my experience, you you want to put something on the potatoes because it's a fried potato, right? So you got to put something on it. So tonight, uh, I have to say that God bless us to put the topping on tonight's subject, and we're going to pick up on this on next week, and we're asking our minister Felicia Scott to. Take us out in prayer. Father God, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to be on this line one more time to share what you have given us, Father God, the good, the bad, and the ugly, Father God. We cannot continue to put Band-Aids on leadership regarding women, Father God, we, for us to be effective for, for this life. And the kingdom, we have to make sure we expose everything needs to be exposed and manage what needs to be managed. And we just thank you for the opportunity to continue to gain more wisdom, more knowledge, more understanding, and the word and outside of the word. And we just thank you, and we love on you, and we repent for sins known and unknown, Father God. We know that repent means to change, Father God. We can apologize all day, Father God, but if there's no change, then there's no pleasing your sight. We know faith without works is dead, Father God, and we know that it's impossible to plead without faith, Father God. So let's continue to activate our faith, travel in our faith, and be more understanding and encouraging to those that we come in contact with every day. And we thank you, and we love you, and we praise you, and we ask these things in your son's name, Jesus. Amen and amen.
amen and amen. And until next time, please don't forget to follow us on our platforms, and we will stay in contact with you. We are going into another series of tonight's show. This is Women's History Month, and we honor you and all worldwide. Good night, good morning, good evening, wherever you are. We love you like no other as God does. Peace, love, and joy. This is the